Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on wearecavan.com. The noise you hear in the background is uh, Paul Fitzpatrick driving the back roads of Tyrone at the moment as we make our way back from Ballybuffet. Um, joined by Michael Hannon as well so we're going to be looking back over the game I suppose we'll start with you Michael um, disappointing defeat I suppose I was looking at it saying very disappointing defeat but your key point was down to 14 players yeah I, I heard the Perry is kind of doing a bit of the synopsis at the end of the game and I just came over and said Jesus very negative viewpoint there Calvin played the whole game with 14 men like they they, they uh, Five minutes into the second, into the first half, then the off happened. So, look, you know, in, in that kind of a context, there was maybe was there one point or two point in, points in it at that stage. So actually three, three, so four one. Yeah. So from from that point of view, over the next uh, sixty five or sixty six minutes, Donegal only managed to score them by by five points. So it's not. You know the 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 uh, the worst performance in the world given given the context. I thought they they played quite well in the first half, given that they were a man down to pull themselves back in. So a number of couple of things that would lead me to think that there's a going to be a bit of thought put into the spacing of the team when they go to attack. Uh, just a few things on on the field. It seems like there's been a little bit of work done already, given that it's been such a short period already that the management w- would have been with the players. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be overly dejected by, by the result the way uh, I thought the man here beside me, Paul. Yeah, speak, <laughs> speaking of dejected and and, uh, and negative, Paul, what did you think of the game? Brutal, David. Get rid of him. <laughs> I, I know. In fairness, I, I thought we were second best in, in most positions. I'd say definitely definitely 12 positions but then again before the game we looked at the programme and we could straight away pick out, pick out most of the Donegal players you would have heard tell them but there was 7 or 8 I suppose in Ulster football circles of what were household names you know like the cornerback Caelan Ward Patton the goalkeeper I don't have the programme in front of me Caelan McGonagall Marty McElhenney Jason McGee Jamie Brennan Michael Langan these are all Marty O'Reilly Marty O'Reilly these Ryan are all McHugh. yeah Ryan McHugh like an all-star so these are all players that we're all very familiar with and players that have proven that, that they're, they're pretty pretty handy like so you, you, I heard you saying at one stage when you were up to this that Donegal were a class above Cavan tonight and I think they probably were in terms of experience and pedigree and where they're at physically the, the, the 15 players that started and the 15 players that started for Cavan they, they were probably just a higher class of player on the night so I suppose yeah maybe it was a little bit harsh to, to have expected much more out of Cavan when they played so long with 14 men against a more seasoned outfit but um, it was a bit disappointing you know? I still was like, I still probably expected a little bit more yeah I suppose when you mentioned physically how you know Donegal looked better developed it's, it's a good point to bring in I caught up with the Cavan manager Mickey Graham after the game 
Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Chubby Cavan manager Mickey Graham after defeat here in Ballybuffet. I suppose... The main talking point or start of it was six minutes in, David Phillips getting sent off from our point of view or what we've seen in the press box. It looked a little bit harsh. Did you a good view of it? No, I didn't. Uh, I was just going by what other lads around me seen as well. Uh, that was the general opinion. But look at Sam, um, it is what it is. You got the straight red card and then you're under the cost straight away after that, you know, and against the team with Donegal, you know, um, who have lots of energy and lots of runners coming from all over the field. It kind of threw us off for a while after that. But yeah, look at and then the fitness level then you know when you're working with 14 men and you're only early season of the year it's going to catch up with you at some stage during the game but look at as I said I'll review it but um, going by what people said it, they said it was a wee bit harsh but look at it's only McKenna Cup we'll not, we'll not dwell too much on it yeah, I suppose a second blow then, Horak Faulkner going off, it looked like an injury, can you give us an update? Yeah, just a dead leg, you know, and he wanted to play on, but we said there was no point in making it worse, we just got him out of there, that was it, like, make sure, look, you have to look at the bigger picture for a couple of weeks' time as well, so. Yeah, I suppose, as you said, coming up the half-time, Cavan pulling themselves back into it, got it back to a, a three-point game at one stage, um, really looked like there was there was good energy about some, some good scores by Conor Madden going forward, second half, though, as you said, the legs kind of tucked their toe. Yeah, look, I thought in the first half when we got settled back into the game we got back within three points and I think we kicked four or five pole wides from scoreable opportunities and that would have brought us right back into it so yeah look at it from, from that point of view I thought um, it was positive that we created those chances uh, even with the 14 men I was happy with our forward play but you know the lads were working so hard covering space and tracking runners and you know in the second half it just caught up with us unfortunately and, and, and then you know as I said uh, we were a couple of men down as well and then with Porrick and then obviously we had to make a couple of substitutions the lads just legs run out of them near the, near the last 10-15 minutes Yeah I suppose looking at it now Derry go through as, as best runners up with, had three more points gone over the bar for Cavan you, you'd have been going through as best runners up is it a disappointment now when you look back <clears throat> Yeah look we would have liked another game and there's no point in denying that but look it's a learning curve for the lads they would have learned an awful lot from, from tonight's game you know we will take a lot from it as well um, we got out of this competition what we wanted to we, we blooded a lot of lads new faces get them game time um, um, you know, they, they're, they're learning as they go on. I thought a few of the lads that got game time already in the competition, you know, showed up in, 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 in patches there tonight. You know, they're starting to get a feel for it. And yeah, look, at, we, we, we were happy with, with the way it went. Unfortunately, you know, we would have liked to get another game, but, you know, we have other things lined up in the next week or two to move forward and get us ready for the first game in Galway. But, you know, we'd be glad that the, the young lads that we gave game time to, you know, done themselves no harm and, and gained a lot of experience from that, Damien. Yeah, 12 debuts across the Mechanic Cup given out. So a, a, a lot of new blood. Will will many of them, or when when will you cut down the panel, or is there a cut? Yeah, well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll keep working away for another week or two. Obviously, we'll have to cut the panel for the National League, but look, we're going to bring everybody along with us one way or another as regards we're, we're looking at hoping having lads working away in the background as well so that if anyone you know gets injured that we were able to place them and the lads are still working away in the background you know so 
Yeah, look at as I said, twelve debutants. Um, it's a work in progress. There's lots of work to be done. We're we're under no illusion, you know. There's lads lead a lot of conditioning. We're probably a couple of years behind a lot of teams in Ulster at the moment, so we we're aware of that. We're we're not foolish as regards that end of things. But yeah, look, and we have a core group of players there that we'll be hoping to get these young lads in around. But you know, we're just going to have to be patient and take time because there's no quick fix here. Damien. I mean, it's 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 going to take it's going to take twelve, eighteen months, twenty four months before you. See See, you know, maybe Cavan, you know, in in fully tuned and conditioned wise, like the other teams are around us. Kieran Callahan Electrical, shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone zero four nine four three three zero double one. Yeah, Michael, the, the point at the end that that Mickey Graham's making there, you know. They understand that there's a, a body of work that has to be done for the lads to get up to the, the conditioning level that's needed. You know, that, that, I suppose that is a valid point. When you have 12 lads making their county senior debut, there's a bit of work to do. Yeah, so like, it, 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 you can't rush the physical development. Like, the, the, you know, it, it takes 24 months really to see the benefit of that kind of work, and that's a consistent 24 months of work, not what let's say players might have been exposed to previously. Let's say even this year, well, like when there's put it this way, when there's a changeover for, with, with management, the strength and conditioning coach leaves. Uh, you know, you, you have this kind of gap of four months between uh, getting knocked out of the championship and the next regime uh, coming in and, and, and taking control. So. We would have seen that there would have been young players there. Let's say Connor Bradley came in last year to the panel, but his development would have stalled over the over the summer once Cavan got knocked out. And he's, he's a player who has great potential, but again, he, he's only maybe six months into into that twenty four month period that that we'd be talking about. So, like, it's good to hear Mickey Graham saying that he's he's not under any illusions as to what the task that, that that's ahead of him. Uh, you know, uh, when you talk about twelve players making the debuts, like the, the twelve players at the start of of, of their intercounty careers, uh, they're going to need whether whether they're all involved with the panel or not over the the, the next uh, few months or not. That's a, that's another question. But you know, some of them will be involved for years to come, but maybe have peripheral roles this year. But the the point is that they all have to start that strength and conditioning. Uh, cycle now and commit to it fully for for 24 months and I suppose the good thing is with the with the change of the the setup with the strength and conditioning coach that Cavan have brought in who is there now as a full time coach not like the situations we had previously where the coach was attached to the senior team the coach is now attached nearly to the county board and that he's going to deliver a program 12 months around of the year uh, we should see that continuity and that development taking place that we 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 haven't seen. Like too often, we see a player come and take make a step forward and then seems to disappear and then gets deconditioned and then comes back and on and off panels and stuff like that. So hopefully now, uh, with somebody in charge of all that, we'll we'll, we'll have a better a better pathway for them to develop. Yeah, definitely should. And 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 Mickey's point there about that nobody's really going to be let go. I presume what he's talking about there is that the strength and conditioning coach is going to be working to make sure that these lads, if they're called upon again to come back into the panel, that they're in physical condition, which which is a positive. I think it's a really good move. Um, going back to the game itself, Paul, what player stood out for you? 
Uh, I thought Ray Galligan was was very good again. Probably made one mistake where he, he came up the field. He came up the field an awful lot, but he, he came up the field. He was right up on the half forward line at one stage, and he he, he tried a dummy solo with his left foot, which is an ambitious move. But he has it in his locker. But he got turned over, and a score came of that. But apart from that, I thought he was pretty flawless performance again, again by him. Um, sorry, I nearly missed the turn there. You did miss the turn. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. All right, okay. <laughs> this is it here, is it? Rerouting. <laughs> you did miss the turn. Google Maps is rerouting. No, we're going to cash. All right, I thought we were going down to skillet. Just added. <laughs> just added five minutes to the journey, is it? Yeah, no, no, no. Go, you, you, you missed your turn, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cash, and that's what's it. Yeah, I thought Conor Madden had a very good first half. Um, I thought uh, we, I th- we were talking about him in the car on the way up the road, and I, we were making the point that he's a confidence player. But what impressed me in the first half about him is his, was his footwork. Uh, he scored three points in play, but they were all scores where he he kind of got the ball and he was in a little bit of traffic, and he sort of danced through and created space, a couple of shimmies, and then his 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 finish was there and he was putting it over so they were good Connor Bradley worked hard and glad to see him back on the panel because I had been told by people in Rammer that Connor was away for um, for the year with college so I think it's great to have Connor Bradley back on the panel and he should develop again having been there last year and starting in championship matches um, other than that there, were, there weren't a whole pile of positives um, in terms of player performances I, I don't think they were Mickey I can hear you laughing counter <laughs> <laughs> who else played well yeah, look, I, I know what he, I know what he's saying there. Like, he, Paul mentioned already that they, Donegal were dominant in twelve positions, so uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily go go that far. I thought there was a number of players probably edged their battles, but the, the Donegal players that that were on top were very much on top of their on, on their battles. So uh, I kind of know what he's saying, but like I, I got. Like I thought it was good to see Michael Argy play in their midfield. Like you know, he's someone that's kind of been in the wilderness there for a couple of years, and like he's been thrown around in different positions, tried in full forward, wing forward, different places. Like I think he needs a, a run of games to play in midfield. It was on Jason McGee, who's an excellent midfielder, and I thought I thought personally Argy edged the battle. Neither of them were brilliant, but Argy was was on top in that individual battle between those two players. Uh, but yeah, no, look, Donegal, if you had to pick the five outstanding performers, you, you probably, all five would have been uh, Donegal players, you know? Yeah, I suppose to, to mention, first half especially, Michael Langan, some of the shooting was absolutely sublime. I thought he, he was just, it felt like nothing could go wrong for him. Yeah, I, like, from, defensively I would have been disappointed with, with the fact that all, all those scores that he got were nearly balls popped out to him and him sitting in a little pocket where the defender would have stepped off him. Like, if the, if the homework is done on Michael Langan, you, you know what he has. Is he's a very good range when he's central. He can kick the ball over the bar from 45 metres with ease. So anywhere from 50 to, to 45 metres, he's well within his ease. It's like, it's like you know, me tapping the ball over from 30 metres. Like, you know, it's 20, 20 metres. Oh, Paul here with a 10 metre <laughs> tap over. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, technique yeah. doesn't break down for him at that, that range because he's still in his range. When some players, when they move outside of that, they have to alter their technique to generate extra power. He he's so at ease, stroking the ball over from 45 meters that he's well within his range. So, like when somebody is in that position as a defender, you should not leave them. 
you you don't ever leave a person who's who's well within the range. If, if there's a small, you know, some fellow can't kick the ball over that that way, it's, it's okay at that point to leave him to double up if he needs to. But with someone like like Lang in there, so he ended up kicking a lot of scores in a, from a similar situation. Maybe, I mean, we were we were. I know we were a man down, and there was a lot of rotation going on uh, from a Cavan point of view, but. I was kind of struggling to see who was actually meant to be picking him up at times. Uh, so Park Fokker seemed to start on him, but then when Park went off with the knock, it, it it definitely wasn't clear who was picking him up. No, it was it was all a little bit a uh, little bit chaotic at times there. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, he, he but like you can't deny it. Like the, the five points from play in the first half, some of the strikes were excellent. Like he he really has a has a boot. If he was in Cavan, Paul, would he be Cavan's best forward? Um, I don't know if we have a player that can do what he does, put it like that. I don't know if we if we have a, a player that can stroke the ball over the bar from distance at that kind of ease. We probably don't have that many long-range point scorers at the moment. Like... I think probably Darren McVitie is Cavan's best forward. Um, or Garoz McKernan, when he plays as a forward, would be probably vying with him for that position. So they're different types of players. So I don't think it's a really fair comparison. The other four, two forwards that caught the eye for me were Niall O'Donnell on the 40, who people will remember scored 110 or 111, I think, against Cavan on the 20s last year. Classy operator. And Jamie Brennan. I was talking to, to a... Uh, a man who watches an awful lot of Donegal football at halftime and he was saying that Brennan's a very exciting player he's bundled of energy but there, if you watch him there's not always a great end product from him I, I know exactly what he was what he was saying you do see sometimes a corner forward that comes out and he's all arms and legs and he's full of energy and he's torn it fast and, but then maybe the, he doesn't get the ball over the bar enough but Brennan tonight I thought was brilliant like he scored 1-4 and his goal came from okay I think it was Luke Fortune I'm right saying that he, he skipped past him a little bit too easily but he was sort of half dispossessed and the ball was knocked out of his hands and it bounced and he just caught it in the half volley and he said a rocket and he beat Gallagher at the far post so it shows he's got a very high skill level to go with his pace as well so Donegal Mickey you said it um, before the game like the strength and depth in their panel it's amazing because they still have all the Guido players to come back in um, which is the likes of Neil McGee and um Michael Carroll and, and Oren McNeil you know class class operators and they also have the likes of Frank McLean to come back and sure Michael Murphy to come back Paddy McBerty Paddy McBerty Owen McHugh yeah. uh, got injured last week so like, Paul Brennan yeah so well, Paul, Paul Brennan featured there for a while tonight but looking at the at that Donegal panel you'd have to say like there wouldn't be many teams in the country with a panel like that like outside of Dublin might they have the best panel of players I don't know. It's a big jump from that, but I'll put it maybe. Well, you can you can answer that one, Michael, as well. But I'll put it to you: Would you say Donegal is a better panel than Cavan? Yeah, they have. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the point being, we're in Division One and they're in Division Two. You know. Yeah. Well. Look, two teams have to come down every year out of out of, out of uh, Division One. Probably you had the, the the eight best teams in Ireland last year in Division One, and this year you probably have six of the best teams in it. I, I'd, I'd say Cavan Cavan Roscommon are, are probably ranked nine and ten uh, at the moment. But like, if you what Donegal have is they have they have. A core group of five or six outstanding players, right? You've got Michael Murphy, you've got um, Paddy McBerty, you've got uh, Ryan McHugh, uh, 
they outside of those they have another group of seven, six or seven very very good players, and then they have a fi- about fifty players who are a, sm- a small notch below that. So there's a huge depth there that that they have to pick on. A lot of uh, out of their under twenty one panel twenty one team that that. <clears throat> uh, Lost the All Ireland Finals Dublin a couple of years ago. They've managed to to mine maybe twenty to twenty two panelists. Like at the moment, Donegal are working. I think with with an extended panel of sixty five players. I, I heard I heard uh, Declan Bonner being interviewed on, on Donegal Radio a few weeks ago. So they've sixty five players, which they know they have to cut down to to fifty odd players. They're probably going to run with it with, with with a bigger panel. So like. They have, and that's all the result of of their work at underage over the last few years. They've they've been very strong uh, under twenty, under twenty one, and minor level and under seventeen level. So, look, they have the players, they have the strength and depth in the county. Uh, you know, Niall O'Donnell looks like he's going to be another McBurty, another little gem coming along. Uh, so it's one thing to to have kind of this huge amount of strength and depth but it's another thing to be producing those little diamonds as well you know those little special players and they're managing to do both so they're going to be a formidable side I I felt last year that they were going to be up there with the teams that could challenge Dublin not last year though but I felt last year that they were they were heading back to being one of those teams that would, that would be able to challenge them simply because they're going to have the forwards they're going to have the forwards that can uh, take on Dublin. Dublin give forwards chances because they they don't play so defensively. If you have good forwards, like every time D- D- Paddy McBurney plays Dublin, he he will turn up and score a huge amount of points because uh, because the way Dublin set up one yeah. on one, one on, well, yeah he'll 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 be allowed to get one on one and he might be 40, 35, 40 yards out every time he's one on one, but he, that'll be enough for a player of that quality. So <clears throat> it's a question of whether or not they can they can. Uh, whether the players in other positions, like the defenders and the midfielders, are going to be up to scratch, but they do have they have forwards, like they have the forwards to, to challenge. So we're at the end of the Mechanic Cup, three games played, seen twelve debutants. Paul, give me the, if any, the players that you think out of the debutants that may feature come championship. Right, this is a good one. We can we can we can rerun this tape in in May. Um, <laughs> that's a tough question, Damien. Thank you. Uh, uh, no problem. <laughs> uh, I think uh, straight off you'd have to say Conor Rehill based on his performance last last Sunday, um, albeit against lesser opposition, but I thought he showed enough. Um, I thought Simon McCadden did well in the first game against Darren. We haven't seen him since. Um, you know, Pierce Smith and Stephen Smith will probably be there thereabouts. Pos- probably Pierce maybe slightly ahead of Stephen at, at the minute. Um, you know, there's going to be more than that. But I'm struggling to think who is it going to be. Like we're going to out of all these debut, we're going to see a few of them. So we thought in the, we thought last year maybe looking at the McKenna Cup that it was an experimental cavity. When push came to shove, we saw quite a few of them in, in the championship, and I think we're going to see that again because I'm just trying to think of the names that like, the Donegal have way more players to come back than we have, um, way more, and yet they're they're kind of going by tonight. Like they're ahead of what we, where we're at now. Put five or six lads into the cavity team. They've got maybe 15 lads to come back into, into that match day squad. So, um, yeah, so I'd say Conor Rehill probably, I'd say maybe. He's the gem we found. I think Rehill, yeah. yeah. I, I would have liked to see Gary O'Rourke, but I think with, I mean, with, with the best goalkeeper in the county is 
the number one at present. But I would like to see O'Rourke uh, stake a claim for the number two jersey. Well, actually, just on a, a, a side on that, Gary O'Rourke actually picked up a knee injury playing with UCD or training with UCD yesterday. Um, so he's going to be out for a few weeks. There's going to be another goalkeeper brought into the panel now, I'd imagine, because they were holding only the two goalkeepers. So um, that's, a, that's a blow to Gary. It would have been good to see him playing some game time there tonight. Who's your players, Michael, do you think might make it into the championship, if any? Yeah, I was very impressed with Rehal last, last week against uh, Queen's. And again today, I thought he, he, he did all right. Um, you're probably going to see inconsistency with the younger lads. Some, they're going to have a good game, and then they're going to have a, a mediocre game, and then they'll have a good game again. And so that's just the nature of the of the beast when you're when you have young lads involved. Um, I'm just trying to think who else. What other of the twelve? That can you name any names for me? I'm trying to. Uh, so of the twelve debutants, you had. Um, I'll just think enough to tell me. Had James Smith, Pierce Smith, Stephen Smith, Paul Graham, Ushin Pearson, um, Connor Rehill, Mark Stewart, Ryan O'Neill. She's um, now there's, there's more. I haven't got the twelve yet. Paddy Riley. Paddy Riley, cornerback. Yeah. Um, there was oh yeah yeah well Simon Cadden was a debutant as well. Um, Pierce Smith is probably. Probably the one that is best placed to maybe make the step up, considering um, considering his age profile. He's probably a little bit older than some of the the, the younger lads that you've mentioned there that we know have quality. Uh, so he, he like that it will be a factor too. Some of those guys are going to develop rapidly over the next uh, twelve months, but whether they develop quick enough uh, is, 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 is going to be the question with Pierce's development is probably a little bit ahead of them because he's maybe 18 months older than some of those boys you've mentioned there um, yeah. like we know like James Smith we, like we, you know we know, you know the talent that he has same with Oshie Pearson um, but in terms of the championship next next summer which I think was your question yeah. maybe it might be a little bit, a bit too soon for them uh, to be expecting to see them line out in the first round of, of an Ulster championship but at the same time who knows you know they, they, they could find they could take to Division 1 football uh, you know like a yeah. duck to water and we could be sitting here next May saying put them off for God's sake <laughs> well five months is a long time to be involved in the county panel and, and, and all of the professionalism that is brought with it so you just don't know it. it's, it's, while it's uh, an interesting question and a tough one it, it may be slightly ludicrous because it's very early to tell but Conor Rehill definitely showed I think we'd all agree on that for me I thought Stephen Smith the first day out against Down I thought he showed a couple of glimpses of, of real class um, Pierce. Pierce, for me, I think he'll make it, but I think he's he's trying so hard that maybe he's making a couple of mistakes that that are uncharacteristic to him. And I think there's there's more to come from. I think when confidence comes with Pierce, then we may see the best. I just don't know that the confidence is there yet for county senior football. But um, looking looking past that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Graham gets fully fit that he could be a number 10 or a number 12 on, on, on your county senior team or either add a midfielder that frees up Gerald McKiernan to go into the full forward or the half forward line so he's he's one and you talk about age profile and stuff like that he's that bit more mature than most of the debutants there so I wouldn't be surprised but Paul Graham could be there as well but it'll be an interesting one anyway so any closing thoughts boys? 
Are you enjoying the journey home, Mick? <laughs> I could have done without that wrong turn about 10 miles ago. <laughs> you can walk it if you want. <laughs> I'll be home quicker. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of, uh, not the journey, but definitely the end of the podcast. Uh, thanks a million for listening. Uh, don't forget to get on to us on social media. Let us know your thoughts um, and, and keep sharing the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on all social media channels. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Kevin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap. And Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. How are you? How are you? <laughs>